Hey, seasoned athletes, I'm Robin Leggett, and this is episode 41 of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. This is your home for inspiring stories and motivational advice from competitive athletes representing a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We're here to prove one story at a time and that age does not have to prevent you from achieving your bold athletic and fitness goals. To learn more about this podcast and see show notes from this or any episode, visit seasonedathlete.me. And if you like what you hear, I would love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Today, I'll be speaking to competitive bowler and soccer player Helen Leeds. What I love about Helen's story is that she found her way back to a sport she loved in her 60s after a long absence. Helen proves that you're never too old and it's never too late to pursue something you love. And that's pretty much what we live for around here. So without further ado, let's get to know this week's seasoned athlete, Helen Leeds. Hi, Helen. Hi, Robin. Are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? (laughs) Uh, I'll try. I'll sure try. Yes. Well, I believe you will. You are Helen Leeds of Bullhead City, Arizona. You're a mother of three, grandmother of seven, and you have one great-grandson. You're a retired senior accountant, a golfer, a bowler, and a competitive soccer player, among other things. You medaled twice in the Bullhead City Laughlin Senior Olympics in 2017 and four times in 2018. And recently, you competed with the San Diego Soccer Women Global Goals Team in Norway, playing alongside women ranging in age from 41 to 77 years old. Your passions also include Zumba, motorcycle riding, camping, and bird watching. So you love living an active life. Is there anything vital personally, professionally, or from your athletic life that you'd like to take a quick moment to fill in? Well, I was able to play uh, in the Global Goals in Norway with my daughter, who is uh, 47. And so that really added to the highlight of if I something unforbid happens, that was the highlight of, of my soccer time to be able to make that trip and be the first mom and daughter to do that over there. How cool is that? It's a mother-daughter seasoned athlete team. I feel like I need to be talking to both of you. Oh, yeah. She's she's still playing. uh, And uh, we kind of, you know, grew into adulthood and said, we still need some soccer. And uh, she's uh, doing quite well. And I just got back into it uh, Two and a half years ago, after playing in in my 30s to my 40s, and uh, then raising kids and some medical issues, and it seemed like it has filled the. Uh, it has helped me. Uh, my husband passed away, and I went to my daughter's soccer game, and I thought, gee, I wonder if I can get back in shape and do this again. And I happened to run into two other players that I played with back in the 80s that were still playing. And they said, where are your cleats? So I took about (laughs) four months to get everything together. And it has been a blessing. That's amazing. They're like, gear up. We're putting you in. Time to get back in the game. Yeah. And then I I went on a free roster and uh, said I, I wanted to play. I hadn't played, but I'm ready. And the team that picked me up were the ladies in the San Diego, and I have played with them ever since. 
That's wonderful. Well, we're going to go deep on this stuff in a little bit. But first, I want to ask the big question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what is your age at this moment in time? 67. Fantastic. Let's go back to the beginning. When did you start playing sports and what did your early athletic life look like? Did you play sports at all growing up? I sure did. I sure did. I probably started about 11 years old and did every sport at the local uh, recreation center in Norwalk, California. And so we did every season. And so that uh, kept me all the way through 18 years old when I was still looking for a soccer team to play. Uh, I mean, softball team. It was all softball. There was no soccer in those days. So it was mostly I played uh, uh, softball, but not in, not for school, just recreational and in different uh, city, city, uh, city teams. So I... Uh, did do that, and, and as I, early in uh, adulthood, I started bowling, and, uh, but I still was able to play, you know, volleyball and a little bit of basketball. So you were always someone who wanted to kind of get involved with multiple sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it, like, a lot of people will stick with one and really just focus on one. What What about playing multiple sports appealed to you? Oh, I think because it was, uh, as a younger person, in those, it was, the season was over and you look forward to the next activity that you could learn. And I was, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a natural, but I, <laughs> I'm very competitive, and so I did enjoy uh the, the friends I made, and I'm still friends with a lot of those that we started at 10 years old. That's amazing. Isn't that uh, cool about about sport, how, how you can connect with people and become friends for life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's basically, uh, that's kind of how that went uh, in my younger years. And then I still continue to play softball at, while raising the kids. And then um, in my 30s, somebody mentioned soccer, uh, women were getting to play soccer. We thought, what was that? And then I just loved it. That's, and then I went back to college and took some uh, golf lessons and uh, about four classes. And I had Fridays off so I could golf every Friday. And I love golf, too. So it's like you had yourself a schedule. You had, you had your soccer schedule. You had your golf schedule. And it all kind of fit into your week. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, wasn't running the kids to their activities. But, right. yeah. It, it, it's a good stress reliever. Well, how cool for you. A lot of times when, when moms are raising young kids, they they kind of put off what they might enjoy. But it sounds like you figured out how to make time for yourself while raising kids. How What, what do you think was the key to that? Oh, uh, I think to, to stay healthy and we would be together like, okay, uh, they would go to all my games and they they couple of them still come to my games and get a kick out of it and love that I'm back into it. So I think uh, the big motivator was to stay healthy and uh, just be outdoors, you know. Yeah, and spend time with the family, find uh, unique ways to spend time with the family. We did, we did, yeah. yeah. So what was it about soccer that appealed to you? You said you started in your 30s. That's typically a, it's a little later than most people start. What about soccer appealed to you at that time? <laughs> It was a new sport and just burning calories. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll and, bet. <laughs> and we were all starting at the same level and trying to make our feet do what our head was telling it to do. And, 
just be running around and, and loving it. And I, I, you know, I enjoyed the women and, and because we were all at the same level and uh, it was new and a lot of us did come from the, the softball group. So that was nice. So it was like you all had been playing this one sport together and it's like we're ready for something new. Let's all move into this thing and figure it out as we go and experience that together. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And then the traveling to get away for weekends and, you know, we'd go to Pismo Beach for tournaments or uh, the like or, you know, Mother's Day we were in a tournament in Riverside. It's like because that's what we wanted to do. So it was (laughs) Fun, you know. No quiet brunch on Mother's Day for you. You're out there playing soccer. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Yes. That's great. And I really connect with that because I, I participated in a sport. Uh, for me, it was roller derby. And when I started, everybody was figuring it out as they went. It was sort of this rebirth of a sport for women. And we were all figuring it out as we went. And we were all connecting. And, you know, we all became family with each other as we kind of helped create this new sport and for you guys soccer wasn't new but it was new to you and the opportunity to play was new to you so you got to kind of experience that side of things so I totally get it because I've been there yeah 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 and it was all pre uh you know title nine so it was a very interesting one in my earlier years the difference between the opportunities we did not have when I was growing up and the opportunities we had at age 30, it's like, oh, my gosh, just to even have the opportunity and people not look at you sideways, you know, it's just. Right. And and today people don't think about that quite as much because Title IX has been around for a while and women have been playing soccer for a while. But it, so it's it's probably interesting for people listening to the show to think about how for you at that time at age 30, this was this was the first time this was available to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I I know thinking about it now, but that's that's had to have been really exciting. Yeah, yeah. So you played soccer. You said until you turned forty, right? You played for about ten years. I did, I did, and uh, I guess the question is why the gap? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why did you stop? I think you touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but I want to get into that a little more. Why did you stop playing? The reason I call it why I hung up my cleats. I had a um, I'd gone back to college. And I, I was still playing, and all of a sudden, uh, nothing was working. My arms weren't working. My legs weren't working and whatnot. And it turned out, to make a long story short, I had uh, three uh, cervical disc surgery. Hmm. So uh, that prevented me from really going on the field again. I went to the gym to stay mobile as much as I could and get back in shape. And then it was one of those deals where the neurosurgeon says, no more soccer for you. So to make not play soccer, I did golf. I was still able to golf and stuff. So that was fine. And it wasn't until 25 years later, or 20, yeah, about 25 years later, that I thought, you know what? I have done so well. My neck's done so well. Let's see if I can really get in shape and get my cardio up and, you know, I'm still going to Zumba and whatnot and see if I can at least try. And uh, it worked. So that's what got me back into it. Of course, uh, it took the passing of my husband for me to even think of the idea because he would have killed me had I gone back to soccer because of what we went through for those years. 
Right. He was looking out for you. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I agreed never to head the ball, but I noticed the ladies at my age, they don't head the ball much anyway. (laughs) And uh, I, well, now I'm letting them know I don't head the ball, but my daughter said, no need to tell them they don't head the ball anyway. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people might wonder. I don't know, but that's, you know, okay, that's good. You figured out a way to, to keep the noggin safe. And yet get back on the field again. Yeah. So that's why the break. Yeah. So you picked up soccer again at age 65? Uh, yeah. Which after a 25-year break, it, for a lot of people, that would be a really rough beginning. How was it for you to get back in? How was the transition back into the sport for you? I spent about four months uh, losing this extra uh, tonnage. So I lost about 15 pounds and I went to the gym and doing the Zumba for the cardio and knowing, you know, sprints is a big deal. I'm a striker. I'm a runner. So uh, I assumed I'd be a sub, but a lot of times I get to be a starter, which is amazing. And I just, it's just the icing on the cake. And I, uh, it wasn't too difficult knowing what my limits are. You know, if I get out of breath, then I I take a break, you know. But uh, just to get that uh, good 10 minutes of playing hard or 15 minutes, whatever it is, I just go out there and I, it's, I, I don't want to say it natural. It comes back to me, but it's still, I'm a little, my feet are still a little slower than my head. In my head, I'm doing things really fast, but <laughs> I'm not, and I, I'm happy with what I've accomplished. So your head's, your head's just slightly younger than your body right now. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, throwing the bomb with the kids, like, you know what, I think I want a motorcycle. That was another. I, they probably rolled their eyes now, you know. So that's a new first for me. Never had one, and uh, now I do. <laughs> so this is a, the, the motorcycle is a new development? Yes. I've only been riding about eight months now, but uh, I've hooked up with a lot of uh, women riders and out here, and have been uh, helping me, and my son has helped me a lot to, to get off the ground. So, yeah, so I, I don't know what it is. I I have to be busy. Well, yeah. you know how that is, right? I know <laughs> how that is because I am that. You know, I'm, I'm 43 right now, so I imagine when I am your age, I'm going to be a lot like you. Like, I, that's what I predict. So you just you just got to stay active. And clearly, you are the coolest grandma in town, too. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk about the Senior Olympics. Um, how did you end up going to the Senior Olympics for the first time? I ran out, ran into a girl in the uh, uh, recreation department and said, oh, we have Senior Olympics. And, you know, you only have to be 55 or whatever it is. And I said, oh, Okay. And at that time, I needed to get out and meet new people. So uh, I had signed up for bowling to bowl to meet people. And so I figured that would be my main event. In fact, that's where I met her at the bowling alley. So I signed up for the bowling the first year. And uh, it just took off from there. The one thing I'd like to try is that new uh, pickleball. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I actually, a while back, I interviewed a woman who competed at the senior games in pickleball. Uh, so yeah, it seems to be a rapidly growing sport, particularly in the senior populations. <laughs> I don't yes. know what it is about it, but I want to try it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
2016, you medaled twice at the Senior Olympics, right? Uh, 2017 and 2018. Oh, gotcha. It was 2017 and 2018. So 2017, uh, twice or four times? Uh, twice. In twice. The, uh, w- yeah, the women's uh, high game and high series. That's the bowling? Yeah, just bowling. Okay, and then 2018, so that's this year. Um, uh, what were your medals in? Uh, the bowling. Okay. And, and then uh, <laughs> the, uh, what do you call it? I think I did the 100-yard dash and the 50-yard oh, dash. Yeah. And, you, got into, and, you got into track and field because why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like you're... You're a sprinter, you said. You're a, you're you're a striker. Yeah. So sprinting, it's a natural transition for you to do those short distance sprints. Well, yeah, but I'm not very fast. <laughs> Track is not my forte. So. But you tried it. You tried it. Well, you say That's it's not right. your forte, but A, you tried it, and B, you got medals. So uh, clearly, yeah. it's a little bit your forte. Yeah, and and I think that I get more out of me trying this stuff, <laughs> and. Uh, just being able to do it is just such a joy, and I really enjoy being outside and anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I what I admire about you is you seem pretty up for anything. Like you're you're not going to say no to an experience. That's what it sounds like, and and I I think a lot of people can gain inspiration from that, and I can gain inspiration from that. So I just think that's really cool. I think what I hear a lot is the. People that are your age saying, "Gosh, when I I want to be doing what you're doing when I'm when I'm your age," and I kind of at first I didn't know how to take it. Now I think you know what that's pretty cool that they want to still be able to be moving around and doing and things. And I think I I like that inspiration that I might give them that they they can do it at this age. Oh yeah, just like me, looking at the seventy year olds that were on in Norway with me. I want to be playing with them too. Right. We all have people we can look up to. And I've interviewed on this show, I've interviewed people up to age, people in their 90s. I interviewed a woman in her 90s doing senior (laughs) games, track and field. So it's like every every kind of decade, every age group has people they can look up to to say, okay, maybe I am just getting started. Maybe I do have a lot of time to continue doing this stuff. And so, uh, you know, when I interview people, I feel very young because it's like, oh, (laughs) gosh, I'm, I'm seriously just getting started. And I have a lot of good athletic years ahead of me, you know, knock on wood. So it is really super inspirational to talk to people who are still doing this type of stuff in their 60s, 70s, 80s. And they're doing it at all levels. You're just getting out there and you're kind of doing like a high level recreational sport where you're, you're having fun, but you're also competing in tournaments and earning medals. And so you don't have to be, you know, you could be at any level and still get out there and do fun and challenging things and meet people. Exactly. I, and, and soccer, I guess what I want would like to tell people is you don't just go out there and play soccer. You have to make sure your muscles are conditioned and your uh, cardio in condition and then the soccer game itself is the icing on the cake. That's right. And yeah. that that applies to any sport. You know, the sport is yeah. like the competition is the celebration, the icing, but you've got to train. You have to train for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you mentioned Zumba as a way to keep your cardio up. How do you uh, how do you strength train? What is your what is your training regimen to be able to play soccer? Really, it's uh, Zumba Strong does a lot of uh, the uh, the. Uh, 
strength building as far as upper body, the core, uh, and the legs. And with the strong, you're doing push-ups and you're doing uh, the sit-ups and the crunches and, and all the hard stuff. So I really don't do any of the, uh, I call them barbells or dumbbells right. or whatever they are. So I think the Zumba Strong on one of the three days is the one that really gives me the strength and the muscles. Uh, and then the uh, the dancing and the cardio is the other one uh, gives me the other part of my muscles. So that, you know, I used to uh, get back spasms regularly, so I don't. Uh, and I think it's all the muscle buildup and stuff. So I don't really... Uh, my regimen is just Zumba strong and then Zumba toning with the weights on the arms and stuff. And then the, the dancing like for cardio, more cardio on, on Friday. So it's kind of, that's kind of been my, my lucky charm. And so if I, you know, do get any sore, I do the little roller, uh, I'll do the roller or I'll go get a massage. <laughs> Very <Which> good. Nice. <laughs> no, of course. And important because as you get older, recovery is super important. Exactly. Yes. And so I've seen the first time I had recovery <laughs> took me a while to to now it's much better. I can uh, recoup much yes, better. And absolutely. Obviously what I eat. So, yeah. So um, tell me about your nutrition. Tell me about what you eat to stay healthy and strong. I eat, uh, I'll say a lot of salads with with the uh, lunch lunch meat or ham, I prefer ham and pepper jack cheese and that stuff. So I try to stay away from the bread, mm-hmm. and I really just want all the blue cheese and the salad and, and that type of stuff and fruit, anything like that. A lot of fruit I'll try to eat, uh, and water. So Lots of hydration, big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do like, you know, I, I do like a good steak and potato, and I, you know, love my fish. So salmon. So. <laughs> so I guess just, and I try to cut my snacks down, which is very hard. Everybody calls me, you know, when I travel, I have a snack bag and it's full. Of, they, they can hardly wait to see. So I do munch <laughs> on my my cereals and my licorice. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got to live a little bit. You got to live a little bit. So, so yeah. um eat healthy. So generally you're eating clean with a little bit of snacking, yeah. but you know, you're, you're in your sixties, you, you get to do what you want a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, um, going back to soccer, what types of tournaments do you typically compete in? Oh, oh, I, uh, usually the 65 and over and they have a smaller field of, I want to say eight players, eight on eight and a smaller field, which is kind of Okay. But I have played with 60 and over, and that's a larger field. And um, the tournaments in uh, Vegas that we go to twice a year, April and I think it's October, uh, those are full fields. So I get, I like both. I like both. It uh, doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll still trip and fall once, but... Uh, <laughs> You get That's one, right? I, I do that in, my, in the races that I compete in. I say I get one fall, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, the, and it's like I said, I, I signed up as a free agent after I uh, got in shape with the Vegas tournament, and uh, it so happened that the ladies that picked me up were from San Diego, and my daughter 
knows them from because she plays in in the leagues out there, so she knew exactly who these women were. And I, they, I go down to San Diego in the uh, their tournament, and I just we just finished and got the second place for the senior down there. Uh, so and I score. I love it when I yeah. score. Yeah, to get us in the final, so that's always exciting. But it you know it takes teamwork, and uh, so I'll go down there about three times a year and the two times in Vegas right now. So that's it. How much fun is that? It sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. And the San yeah. Diego, you know, the San Diego soccer women, they actually put me in touch with you. They follow, they follow the podcast on our Instagram account and I got in touch. They reached out to me and they said, Oh, we have some people that you need to talk to. And you were, your oh, name was. I love like, them all. Yeah. Hi, Sam, play. yeah. <laughs> so, I do, I- uh, let's go. Let's talk about the entirety of your competitive life going going all the way back. Um, and may, this may take a moment to remember, but can you take me back to what you would consider to be your worst competitive day, your worst event? Um, just the you know, we have good days and bad days in competition. What was what would be an example of one of your bad days? One of my bad days. I'll never forget when I was a. Uh... <laughs> I was probably like 12 years old, and I'd been playing about three, a couple of years at the park at all the different, being exposed to all the different deal, all the different sports. And I remember this one year going, and it was basketball time, and all of a sudden I wasn't a starter. And I thought, wow, that's weird. And what it was, I was no longer one of the tallest girls. I had, I had stagnated at 5'2", and now these girls were 5'6", and 5'8", so it's like, oh. So that one, I think, really hit me harder than and I it, And probably, you know, it's at a very tender age. 12 is a, can be a rough age for a young girl, and to, to lose the status you had through no control of your own, because yeah. other people were having growth spurts and you weren't. Um, was there anything you learned from that experience that may have helped you later in life? Oh, yes, that I can't play all the sports, and I am not going to. There are some that there are a height limit to. Right, <laughs> so, so basketball becomes a little bit more difficult for you. Yes, unless I have people five feet and under, that, then I'd be good. Right, can, are, are there any five feet and under basketball teams? Because I'll join that <laughs> one. <laughs> I have the same problem. <laughs> so, yeah, so no, and I really liked basketball. Your strengths a little bit. Yes, yes, and I will never be a bicycle rider. I oh. that's just too tough on my my uh, legs. Yeah, <laughs> I've just done it twice. But so well, the I nice thing be- is you have you have allowed yourself to experiment with pretty much everything, so that you know what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and you have, you're, you have a really informed uh, thought process yeah. in that. Yes, yeah, I, I I do know my limits, especially now at this age. I do, yeah. I know my limits, but I'll try something. But I love that you keep trying. So, um, uh, conversely, uh, can you tell me about your best day or your favorite competitive experience? Oh wow! Of course, the experience to Norway I will take with me to my to my grave. I had a I feeling am, you'd say that. Yeah, if that is the last thing that I uh, ever had done, uh, that that was the biggest accomplishment. 
to be able to be physically uh, fit and be with those 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds. Uh, I loved it. And the girls are just great. And to share and treat me as if I was their same peer, uh, I loved it. And uh, be with my daughter on such a trip. We had gone in 2016 to, or 2015, 2016 to, 15, to Canada to see the Women's World Cup. And that was our one of our first uh, trips together for three weeks, uh, alone in a different country. And uh, her and I totally enjoyed that, too. So I think those are, like, the highest points in my uh, career, career, in my playing. Uh, it's a career. It's a, it's a competitive competitive career as it were even if you're not being paid yeah and i think the to accomplish to to put my cleats back on at 65 i still get teary-eyed that i physically am able to do it and uh i enjoy i enjoy the pitch and i i can't think of anything else that i would rather do than be on a soccer team in a um, soccer field. Yeah, and how great that you get to. Um, and I'm so glad you get to. It's very cool. So <laughs> so what um, what kind of challenges do you face as an older athlete competing at the level you do, playing soccer, playing competitively? What kind of challenges are you facing in your 60s that maybe you didn't in your 40s or in your 30s? Uh, yes, I, I think mainly watching what I eat and what I drink. Uh, not what, I, I guess, being prepared for the game when the week's coming and getting uh, the challenge of getting my body in shape and, and making sure preventative that I'm not going to pull a, hopefully not pull a muscle and doing everything I can to play the game how I want to play it. And, um, I think as an older athlete, I love that there are leagues, there are tournaments for people my age. I would never take that for granted. Right. And especially because when you were younger, it wasn't available. No, that they've made a spot for us is uh, commendable for people your age uh, to acknowledge that. And uh, I love it. Yeah. And well, and clearly people are understanding that there's value to having older athletes competing and providing that opportunity for for older people to to do this type of thing that and it it excites me to see that culturally, you know, we are not looking at people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s as done that that, you know, that that more and more opportunities are being offered because more and more people want to do this type of stuff. Yes, and I think it's a it's a um, stepping stone for y- you that generation that uh, you will get into someday, and to know that you can and it will be there, and you do that now, you can do it then. You know, yes. you, you made it possible for us to do this, and to be acknowledged and to even have this podcast, who'd have thought, you know, I just kind of, I'm in la la land and I don't know if there's anything that I could do for your generation, I would do it. And I would also do it if there was 
anybody had a question at my age, uh, 65, looking to get into soccer, you know, if there was anything I could contribute, I really would to get them out of watching TV and out of complaining and uh, just get out and do it. Get out and play for sure. And what I really love about doing this podcast is the people that I've spoken to are often they have that giving attitude that they're doing they're out there doing extraordinary things and at the same time they're like talk to me if you have any questions talk to me i want to help you i want to help more people and that's that's what i love about the people i've been fortunate enough to talk to oh yeah this is uh, really really nice this is grand so i asked you about the challenges that you face um on the other side what kind of benefits do you feel you're experiencing as an older athlete compared to what when you were younger what are you finding is easier for you now i think it's easier for me uh i want to say go out in public i don't have to go home i don't Hmm, how do I want to say? I don't have to go home and change my clothes out of my athletic attire to go to the market or to go anywhere, you know, locally. Where before, as a younger person, you came home, you took off your uniform and got your um, Levi's on and went out. I don't know if that makes any sense because yeah. you don't want people to look at you funny. Like, right, oh. and now you just don't care. <laughs> Yeah, now it's like, look at me. Come on, people, you know. Right, you want people to see how cool you look in your (laughs) uniform. That's the first time someone has answered that way, and I love it. I think that's the (laughs) coolest answer. It's like, I'm just going to wear what I want, when I want, because it doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) I I feel great, and I look great. I go to Zumba. It's like, okay, I got to stop at the market or whatever. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to go home and change. Whereas a kid, it's like, okay, I got to get these uh, baseball socks off and the yeah. uniform and they're going to kind of look yeah, at me. Yeah, you're, you're just living your best life in your active wear no matter where you go. Exactly. And I like the style. I mean, and everybody looks great. And um, I, I I don't say, I, I don't, I'm not saying I look great, but you guys look so nice in them. It's just. You do too, Helen. You look great. Oh, I did get uh, one of my uh, motorcycle girlfriends. She's a long-distance swimmer, and she has said, because she follows me on Facebook, I've inspired her to get back into the pool and uh, start doing some of her long-distance swimming. So, Yeah, so that uh, was worth it. So, So yeah, you you are just, by by living your life, you're inspiring people to kind of rekindle their athletic life that they had maybe once given up. Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to a, a competitive swimmer on the show. One of my first episodes is that the I think she's 66 and she does open water swimming. She swims the English Channel. She started in her 40s. She does it in her 60s. So again, never too old. So I'm glad your friend's getting back in the pool. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone? It's, it's kind of along the same lines. What advice would you give to someone who may be thinking of trying a new sport at a what is considered to be a more advanced age? Uh, definitely look into what your goal is, whether it's to be really competitive or just be, let's say, soccer on the field, then kind of get your body and your mind, your mind is such a big part of it too, your mind geared to that end goal and take small steps. And that way you can at least say you tried to prevent injury or you pr- tried to do your best that you to be in the best shape as you could be. That's required to at least 
try to start. And after that, once you start an activity, don't expect to be the best that you think you're going to be too quick and just enjoy that you're taking the, uh, what do they call that, taking the trip to get there. Yeah. And that really is your medal, is the road to getting to that first step on a field. Yeah. You've got to enjoy the process. you got to embrace the process and enjoy the process along the way. Yeah. 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 And, and be patient with yourself. Right. Very patient. You got to be patient in everything. Yes. You got to be, you got to be very patient and slow down. Yeah. Because again, your mind might be younger than your body. Your, your body may, your body may respond a little bit slower than your mind is ready for. And it may take a little patience for, for the two to catch up to each other. That's right. That yeah. is true. Yeah. 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 And, and the, and the, and the pain after the, the, uh, activity is so worth it. it. It'll lessen each time you, you do it. That is correct. So it may seem intense at first, but it will lessen. And, and the soreness is, is part of the, it's kind of a badge of honor a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Helen, before we go, do you have one parting piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners today? If you think you are proud of your kids in sports or in their achievements, there's nothing like having your children be proud of you. Oh. So they always try um, to get our approval. And I think at my age and in things that I do, I really cherish their uh, proudness of me getting out there and doing this new stuff. And I think uh, it's a good, warm, fuzzy feeling. So I think uh, no matter what you do, get out there and do it and let your children know and you'll see it in their eyes that they're proud of you for just moving, just doing something. That's beautiful. And I could hear you getting teary as you said that to me. Um, I love that. Your kids spend their lives trying to make you proud, you know, and, and to have that turn around and, and, and feel your kids be proud of you. That's, that's gotta be just so special. And I, my uh, son and my grandson live by me out here. And when they heard uh, that my daughter and I were going to be in a tournament together in Vegas, it was over 50. And I had told her, I, I don't know if I can do over 50. Oh, you'll be fine. Well, I was, I did okay. I was a sub and I enjoyed it. And it came down to penalty kicks. And my son was videoing it. And they, they, the team had said, Helen, I'll never forget this moment. Helen, you kicked the first penalty kick. And I go, okay. And you just, I thought in my brain, I'm visualizing I'm 30 years old and in, in Pismo Beach kicking a penalty kick. And I, and here it is, what, 35 years later. And the thing went, the, the goal went in. I scored the first penalty kick. So down the line, it's my daughter's turn. And uh, she was more nervous than I was because she figured, here, Mom made the first one. I got to make it. <laughs> right. And she made the goal. And you could hear my son, he videoed it. And he goes, oh, my gosh. 
I can't believe it. Grammy just made the first goal, and Jeanette just made the last one to win it. Who'd have thought? Oh, you guys saved the day. That's so yeah. amazing. So we, <laughs> that was the other highlight. I, I just wanted to throw that in there, that it's... Uh, it was uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it's such a great family experience that it sounds like you're having. So I guess that yeah, my wisdom is uh, after all, you know, everything that's said, the basic basically is wait till you see your kids be proud of what you're doing, and yeah. uh, whether you you even if you lose, some people need to lose weight. Well, you know what? It's a bring it down. Take a pound at a time, and you'll see your kids will notice. You'll never know. Yeah, you don't have to score the winning penalty kick to no. have your kids be proud of you. There are smaller things you can do. And, and just taking this journey and doing something unexpected will make your family proud of you. Yeah. So, um, Helen, if someone wants to learn more about you, how can they do that? Oh, uh, I'm on Facebook. They're, you know, they're welcome to look me at Facebook. I, I do quilting also so that they'll see a lot of my quilting that I do. That's my indoor hobby. So <laughs> you got to have one, right? You got to have one. It's either that or clean the house. You pick. Yeah, it. quilting sounds more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm on Facebook. I think I, I'm on Twitter. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if people want to ask you questions, they sh- send a message on, on Facebook? Oh, exactly. Sure, sure. Cool. Anytime. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, well, Helen, thank you so much for being on the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Uh, you are you are absolutely living out our mission of ageless athleticism, and I think our listeners have a lot to they can learn a lot from you and gain a lot of inspiration from you um, with everything you do by staying active, the things you do to stay active, competing with your your daughter, making your kids proud of you. You you are you are truly living your best life and and I'm thrilled for oh, you. Oh, thanks, Robin. All right, seasoned athletes. Here are my top three takeaways from Helen Leeds. Number one, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you're never too old and it's never too late to pursue something you love. Sometimes it just takes some adapting and adjustment. For Helen, in order to return to soccer in her 60s, she had to take a position where she wouldn't head the ball. And now she's back on the soccer field, a place she's always loved, and she gets to play alongside her daughter, too. Is there something you love that you stopped doing for whatever reason? Would you like to get back to it? Figure out what you need to do and get back to doing what you love. Number two, once you start, don't expect to be the best you could be right away. Be sure to be patient with yourself and enjoy the journey. As Helen said... The medal is the road to getting to that first step on the field. And number three, as Helen so eloquently put it, if you think you're proud of your children and their achievements, there's nothing like having your children be proud of you. So get out there, do something bold, adventurous, active, and fun, and watch your kids' faces light up when you do. Thanks again to Helen Leeds. Thank you for listening to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. The music you heard in this episode is from awesome musician and all-around good guy, Jason Achilles. Learn more about him at jasonachilles.com. Do you know someone who would make a great guest on the show? Or do you have a unique and inspirational story to share? Shoot us an email, seasonedathlete at gmail.com. Check out our entire library of episodes and get to know our distinguished seasoned athlete alumni at seasonedathlete.me. 
And if you live in the Los Angeles area and are feeling super inspired to train like a seasoned athlete, visit RUTSM.com and learn about how to train with me to help bring out the seasoned athlete in you. Now go out there and embrace your extraordinary, my fellow seasoned athletes, because you so can.